Gary Johnson just kind of, you know, fly in the ointment. Gary Johnson is a retarded person. <laughs> well, and you can't say that. That's just not a nice thing to say. No, I can say that. I, I... He's autistic. No, no, that's what you have to say, because you're in Portland. The the secret oh, police... Oh, oh, I yeah, the commie Gestapo will hear you and throw you in the... <laughs> they'll throw you in the gulags. I keep forgetting these things. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine. Oh, God, fine. Portland's worse now. They got that... The Black Lives Matter guy camping out in front of City Hall. Oh, how many... How many... And then the mayor went to a, to a black church in North Portland. How many black people were killed by cops in Portland this year? Okay, all right, those people are doing the Lord's work then. Say my name. You're gay. Welcome to Sons of Liberty. Uh, this is the last son of Big Boss, Lucas Krejcik. I'm flying solo, and you may be wondering, hey, wait a minute. You've been gone a long time. Well, we've taken a brief hiatus. You know, the election thing, a lot of shit's been crazy. Anything that we would say about that, you're going to get a better opinion from other people. A lot of the movies that uh, have come out, well, honestly, Stephen and I, we've been seeing other movies. We're going to do an episode about that, but just for the sake of brevity, uh, we just took a break, and it's going to get back to being more regular, but I'm going to do a lot more of these solo things. Stephen and I are obviously going to keep doing it, and when Fair Game's back, we're going to jump into to more in-depth stuff with uh, bigger crowds again. So, uh, yeah, I'm back, and um, I just want to tell you something that happened to me. I, I give blood and platelets regularly. I believe in lead by example. You want to see change? Be the change you want to see. So I, I, I give blood because giving money, quite frankly, is uh, the dumbest thing that you can do because you're trusting that it goes to the right place and that people aren't scumbags, which, quite frankly, everyone knows they are. Anyway, I was giving platelets the other day, and this is my sixth time doing it. I've never really had any problems. And uh, forgive me, I'm a little out of breath. I was at the gym earlier. But uh, platelet donations, it's not like giving blood where, you know, they, they stick a needle in your arm and then they take this much and uh, they fill up a bag and they're done. Platelets is a two-hour procedure where you sit in a chair and you can't move. So what they do is... They take the blood out of one arm, and then they pretty much put it through a dialysis machine, and they separate the blood from the platelets, and they put the blood back into your other arm. Now, this was my sixth time. I've never had any problems apart from one time I went, and then the needle in my right arm was hurting, but they put a bigger needle in that arm anyway, or, or you get to pick an arm. I don't know. Whatever. That was it. That was the worst that ever happened, and then... I'm like starting to feel my arm. Oh, it's starting to pinch a little bit. Oh, this is weird. And they say, like, oh, you know, this, this, this is normal. You know, it's, you, you've had your arm extended for an hour and a half. And I go, all right. And then my eyesight starts to go away. And then uh, I know something's wrong. In about an hour and a half, I was checked on twice. And I wasn't about to wait another 45 minutes for someone to just come in and ask if I was okay when well, I'm not and I just I start flagging there's a doubt I'm like okay something's wrong someone come help me I pretty much say it just like that and then uh, they're like what's wrong I'm like I'm getting dizzy and my eyesight's fading and then just like six nurses come on me and then they start packing me with damp wa uh, washcloths and ice bags and they just start just covering me with cold stuff and they're, they're taking the needles out and then just 
that was it. And then they were trying to calm me down. I'm like, I I'm going to die on it. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dying. Okay, this is this is what death feels like. I'm uncomfortable by this. I, I don't like dying. And they're like, you need to calm down, sir, please. You're making it worse. And uh, eventually I was able to calm down because my eyesight stopped getting worse. And I stopped getting lightheaded. And it, it, it was a crazy ordeal. I thought that was a fun story. But while you're donating platelets, they give you a, a movie to watch. I, I bring my own. Uh, I was watching The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and just because the, the American one, just because that's one of my favorite movies. I've, I've seen it so many times. Uh, it's one of the best movies of the last 10 years. It, everything about it's good. But I had forgotten what the premise of it was, because I, I haven't seen it in a while. And I think it's funny, just the setup is Daniel Craig's character is a journalist who wrote a hit piece on a guy who he thought was crooked and then it destroyed his career and he got sued into oblivion and he just got fucked over it. And then I think that's kind of funny now because you have, for 12 months, every journalist is just dragging Trump's name through the mud and just all of them got away with it scot-free. Only in, in Hollywood fantasy land does someone write a hit piece about a bad person and they they just fucking they, they walk away just beaten. Just entire CNN and MSNBC. They just say all this shit on Trump and then just nothing happened to any of them. And you know what? They're all going to get away with it. Trump is not, not the, the dictator king tyrant that they're trying to paint him as. It's fucking ridiculous and that just says a lot about the state of journalism today is journalists are not held accountable so you look at Milo Yiannopoulos from Breitbart I, I didn't even it's redundant to say Breitbart everyone knows who Milo is who would be listening anyway and someone said oh well you're pro-Trump but Trump said he's going to be more harsh on the journalists which Look, I'll, I'll give him that. Like, yeah, it's kind of questionable to, to run on a Republican ticket and say you want to be more harsh on freedom of speech or freedom of the press or something. Any real freedom. But Milo makes a good point is that journalists have gotten away with all of this. They, they had their freedom and they abused it. Your job as a journalist should be to do some research lay in some facts, and then maybe put your own little opinion on what you make of it, and then let everyone else decide. Where the journalists have now become the, they've become the mind for the people. Don't, don't do your thinking. No, we're, we'll, we'll do it for you. We at CNN, we know it's best for everyone. And this is, this is something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch a little bit on later on in the towards the end of the program when I'll, I'll bring up my best friend who I I talk about so frequently and hopefully I can get it back on but I also saw fantastic beasts and where to find them because uh, you know I got to sneak a, a movie review in and quite frankly I hated this movie I hated I hated it so much I hated it in a special way where it's not a terrible movie it's not a poorly made movie, but it had such a good concept. It had so much good going for it. Well, one, the main character sucked assholes. He was the fucking worst. And one of the things that's so good about Harry Potter is you like the, 
the the main characters. You like everybody who is it's centered on. Everyone's likable. You 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 relate to them. They are all human despite being you know wizards. But the main character in this was some kind of mumbly autistic fucking weirdo who wasn't likable. He wasn't relatable. I, I thought it was the most boring and terrible character. I thought it was so lazy. The, the movie just came off as it's fucking lazy. The only things that were good in it was Colin Farrell was dedicated, even though at the end the twist is that he's Johnny Depp in weird makeup. I guess it's also redundant to say Johnny Depp in weird makeup. But he was just a bad guy that wanted to to do the traditional Harry Potter bad guy thing. Oh, the the world is it's too beneficial for the the non-magic people. We need to make it better for the wizards. So he creates a, an incident so he can I don't know, do some kind of George Soros martial law kind of thing from the wizard world. I don't know. It was kind of vague. But the beast part was Cool, but it was like 10 minutes of the movie. And then Dan Fogler, the guy from Fanboys and Balls of Fury, plays the human that just accidentally bumps into Eddie Redmayne. And Dan Fogler's awesome in this. And he has a love interest. She's pretty great, too. Dan, all the Dan Fogler stuff was great. But everything else that wasn't good was all terrible. So the Beast part's fun. But it's such a small percentage of it. And the rest of it is just boring wizard politics. And I like Harry Potter. I, I read the first four books. I honestly gave up because they started making good movies. And I said, why, why read the books? I just Because if I read the books, I'm going to see the movie anyway. Why not just, why not just see the movie? <laughs> so I like the idea of Harry Potter. I like the world that they created. The, I like all the movies except for this one which I hate it sucks so I decided to revisit Harry Potter movies and I don't remember most of them I they rewatching them it's just a uh, it's all it's all blur to me things happen that I do remember the most of it it was just all gone but the thing that stuck out to me the most was the one thing that I remember was the villain from the fifth movie it was this fucking liberal cunt and that's the only thing you that's the only thing i can describe her as she's a fucking liberal cunt so she comes in and then kind of bullies her way in and then she she acts like she's the the honorable and the respectable one like like liberals do those fucking assholes and then she just kind of bullies everyone and then puts a bunch of rules everywhere and just restricts everyone's freedom and Seems to revel in it. And the whole time I was thinking, this is what the Hillary Clinton presidency would look like. She'd be smiling the whole time while furthering the the causes of the bad guys. Because she was tied to Voldemort and all of his gang, the, the, the Death Eaters, or the, the Doctor Dooms. And then that's that's what the Hillary Clinton ad administration would be. You're, you, you have no fun, you have no freedom, shut the fuck up, I'm the fucking queen. Fuck you. Yeah, I hated it. Where Voldemort as a bad guy, he has a goal. You understand him. I mean, I don't sympathize with him. He wants to create a world of wizard supremacy, which I think is ridiculous because 
he himself was a, a half-blood. He said it himself, my muggle father. I won't take his name. So why were all these Voldemort fanatics following him? But you know what? Far be it for me to break down the logic of a children's movie. I've done it many times in my past. And, well, I don't need to make a habit of it. But you get where Voldemort's coming from. But the Madame Umbridge, she just seemed to revel in just ruining everyone's lives by not letting them do anything that they wanted to. Speaking of loathsome cunts, uh, Jill Stein is leading a charge to uh, do some recounts in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania because she's trying to preserve our democracy. Jill Stein and Bernie Sanders are two of the worst human beings that have ever run for president because there are people that genuinely believed in them. And this is my problem with a lot of politicians is no one wants to do the research. So the thing about being a politician is almost everything you do in office, and when I say almost, that's just because I'm not 100% sure about this, but almost everything you do, like how you vote, what your policies are on, uh, what you support, all of that is in the public's eye. You, everyone gets to look at that. You all get to see that. So Bernie Sanders saying shit like, Hillary Clinton, you are unqualified to run as president because you voted for the war. Bernie voted for the war too. He voted for the last two wars. You know what else he did? He supported the bombing in Kosovo. He supported regime changes. He wrote this fantasy little fable about a woman enjoying being gangbanged or gang raped. This guy is the biggest phony in Washington. And there are a lot of fucking phonies in Washington. And this is why I hated Bernie Sanders from the get-go. And Jill Stein. These people, they, they say these things that make you go, Oh, oh yeah, they're not... They're not just trying to line their own pockets. They're genuinely trying to help people. Well, these people, they're not trying to line their own pockets, but why is it always that they, they say they're, they're I'm going to help you get something. Donate now. Always. We can make our goal. Because that's what Jill Stein's doing right now. She's trying to, to make her goal. Oh, the Dow just keeps going up. Oh point that out real quick before I get back to that woman, Jill Stein. 19, 152.14. Wow, it's up 68.96. Good for you, Dow Jones. Good for you, Donald J. Trump. So Jill, what what she's doing right now is she's raising money because she believes there were discrepancies. One of the things was that she thought there were digital errors in Michigan. Michigan's all paper ballots. She's asking for $2 million. Uh, this is another reason why I hate Jill. Is Jill pandered to Black Lives Matter. She pandered to college students by saying, I'm going to get rid of all debt, which one of my friends was, oh yeah, I like Jill because she said that because debt's hurting me. You know what? Debt sucks. Okay? But it's your own fault that you're in debt. Okay? Uh, imagine if I ran for president and I said things like, Oh, all felons, if you vote for me... Well, felons can't vote. Well, uh, shit. Well, that's a bad example. All right. Uh, everyone who has a point on their license because you were speeding, I'm going to remove uh, everyone's point on their license. I'm going to 
I'm going to give everyone a, a clean slate for the driving record because insurance rates for autos, it, it's too high. You're going you're gonna to read that as an average Joe, of course an average Joe. And you're going to say, oh good, this, this my car insurance is too high, that sounds good. I'm not saying that everyone who reads that would vote for me, but people get in that mindset like, see this is someone I can get behind. And that's the problem with the Bernie and the Jill Stein, where Jill Stein's pandering to everyone. Jill Stein said about a week before the presidency, or sorry, the election, about a week before the election, she said um, that Hillary Clinton in the Oval Office would certainly mean nuclear war. So now, why is she trying to give Hillary the presidency? Well, my theory is because she thinks it's unfair that Bernie got his extravagant mansion. How come Jill didn't get anything? Why, well, what, Jill doesn't get her wet or beak too? I'm a doctor. Yeah, the doctor of the fucking red party, renamed the green party. <coughs> I can't stand these people. Jill Stein and Bernie Sanders, they're, they're, you know, whatever. Years from now, no one's, no one's gonna remember Bernie because if you look at Ross Perot, who was an actual idealist, he jumped into the presidential race in 92. So Herbert Walker didn't get elected again. And you know what? It worked. Uh, I don't dislike Ross Perot at all. I do dislike HW. I don't hold a grudge against Herbert Walker because he's a dying old man. He looks like shit. He doesn't do anything. He, him and W, they're, they're gone from the public eye. They're, they're no, one, no one's talking about him. Whatever. I'm glad he didn't get a second term. But Trump is a guy that could stand up to that. Ross Perot couldn't. Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein are not idealists. They were people that did not make enough money because Bernie wanted to be Hillary. That, that's the truth. I'm sorry if you think that Bernie is, is a, the best guy and you're just sinking your teeth in and you're not letting go, just, no, he's the best. Urgh. He wanted to take down Wall Street. I'm sorry, but you're living, you're living in a fool's world. Van Hooten, I'm sorry. Bernie was a guy that saw how successful Ron Paul was. Ron Paul really appealed to the, the millennials or the young Gen Xers. He, he made people say, you know what? I am tired of politicians that, that are just lining their own pockets at the expense of the taxpayers. They're, they're hurting us. Bernie capitalized on that. And oh, I'm a democratic socialist. Demo democratic socialist, what, you get to, to vote on how you spend the money you've already taken from us? I, that's the thing, I, I don't understand how people were on board with democratic socialism. I, that's one of the most ridiculous lies ever told. But the people like Bernie, he, he just, he raised, I don't know, what, $47 million? Oh, it, it can only go to his campaign fund. Well, doesn't he get to pay himself? You know, you live in the, the public sector, and a lot of people point this out about Hillary. She, she lived in the, the public eyes and was, a, was a, a member of, or was a worker for the government for, for majority of her life. I mean, she was disbarred as an attorney. She wasn't a Gloria Allred or something like that where she was making millions as an attorney. And 
she she left the White House completely broke, and yet she's uh, she's worth hundreds of millions. She probably has more cash than Trump does. But everyone goes, oh, Hillary, we all know you stole that money. When Bernie has three houses. As a, as a senator, how could he afford all these houses? And then you, you have Bernie. I'm going to talk about Bernie just for a little bit longer because Bernie is a, he's a relic of the past. But I just, I just want to hammer this point in that people are misguided by social media, and that's where Bernie came from. A bunch of stupid hipster millennial faggots were just sharing him around Facebook, and these are the same young hipster faggots who are going to say, well, Trump's a bigot, he's a misogynist, oh my god, oh, but Bernie said, well, whatever, but Bernie was a guy that, that said, when someone asked him about the Obama administration, he said, you can look this up, I'm sorry, I can't, can't link you any sources, but you can search this, there's Democracy Now!, Daniel Sheehan, he wrote about this, where, or David Sheehan, Daniel or David Sheehan. If one of those names doesn't come up, the other one does. But I'm pretty sure it's Daniel Sheehan. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Daniel Sheehan's the lawyer from the JFK case. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Someone, it's on Democracy Now. You can do Democracy Now. Bernie Sanders. Back to the this. They asked him, "What? what how do you feel about the Obama administration and the drone strikes?" And then Bernie said. Obama hasn't used enough drone strikes. I would use far more drone strikes. And to me, you know, you have Bernie saying things like, white people will never know what it's like to be poor and live in the ghetto. Plenty of white people live in the ghetto, you deluded fuck. Okay, white people do know that. There are poor white people. Just because a white person's poor, they don't have to live in Harlem, even though I'm sure there are a small group of white people that live in black ghettos. I mean, and I don't mean in everyone, but just at least one or two. But there are poor white people, like the Appalachians. Those people are dirt poor. They don't have any teeth. Those are just white trash shit fucks. I'm pretty sure those people that instead of dinner, they drink Mountain Dew. They know what it's like to be poor. He And when he says more drone strikes, I just hear a guy that, okay, now you're pandering to the military industrial complex. His whole time in the primaries, he's saying, Hillary, you're a scumbag. You're a piece of shit. You think Ron Paul would, would just be like, look at these globalist scumbags. And then he would say, oh, yeah, I, I support uh, Mitt Romney. Oh, I, I support Paul Ryan. I support Jeb Bush. You think he would do that? Of course not. People, you, you need to stop getting your news from Facebook. This is, this is the biggest problem is... Uh, and again, back to I'll I'll end on on this note later. But this is a, a problem I have with a lot of the people in general. So uh, yesterday was Thanksgiving, and I had a delicious meal. Except it was kind of ruined because I started with stuffing, and I didn't have room for much else. So I had very good stuffing and some Hawaiian sweet rolls and potatoes. And that was about it. I didn't get to eat any meat because I thought I was going to vomit. And I decided I'm going to take some probiotics and go to sleep. But Trump tweeted yesterday. He was like, you know, having a happy Thanksgiving and uh, going to help out uh, the, the troops in some place. I don't have Twitter on me, but it was, it was a, a selfless, selfless act that he was doing. And then Hillary Clinton tweeted 
about all these signs that people put up. Oh, I, I, look how much people love me. So I think that just shows you the, the mindsets of these two people. Is you got one person, because everyone knows Hillary is a fucking scumbag. Every single person knows that she's a piece of shit. And then this is a person who, in almost all of her, her speeches, is, you know, I, me, I, I, me. Like Trump's platform, Make America Great Again. Hillary's, I'm with her. So she's included herself. She has had her supporters choose. No, no, no. You're going to say you're with me. No, no, no. Make America Great Again. You could, that's a blanket thing. That's for everyone. I'm with her. So what, what does that even mean? You're going you're gonna to be with her? You're going to stand next to her? I, I don't know. That's, it just seems like a selfish thing. It, it, you might as well just say, I'm the best. So Hillary's just a piece of shit. And um, there was a thing, InfoWars covered this, about how Hillary tried to steal the election. And then back to this recount 2016. Because Hillary did get the, the, the popular vote, but... Uh, come on, we, we know who Hillary is. And this is another problem with Bernie is she stole it from Bernie. And yeah, I'm sorry, you Bernie bros, you, you cuck of cucks. But Bernie was not beating Trump for pretty much the reasons that I stated why I don't like him. But Bernie bent a knee to her. So she stole it from Bernie. Do you think that she didn't steal it or tried to? I, I believe the Democrats are arrogant enough that they thought, oh, we just need to, you know, put some extra votes here, here, and here so it, so it looks like these are blue states already. So we could just take it from these swing states. And they actually thought, oh, we're going to get Pennsylvania. There's no way we're not going to get Michigan. Yeah, we'll get Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, no problem. Those cheese-eating fat fucks. Yeah, which makes me wonder, I wonder who Red Letter Media voted for. The guy, the wizard, I heard him say that one woman in uh, one of the movies on Best of the Worst, they thought she was good, and they wondered why she didn't have a career and he said maybe it was Hollywood patriarchy. So I think he voted for Hillary probably, probably out of guilt. But I wonder where the other people voted. I have a hard time believing that the rest of them voted for Trump, but I have a hard time believing that Mike would vote for Hillary Clinton. Anyway, so there was a, a list of allegedly tens of millions of people that were dead that voted for Hillary and I've seen Sideshow Bob Roberts enough to believe that people do that. I, I do think election fraud happens. I, I do think there is no end to how corrupt politicians will achieve their goal. I, this is why I've liked Trump so much. <coughs> I didn't like him off the bat. I was open-minded. I was open-minded about everyone. When I heard about Bernie, I even thought, oh, oh, I'm, I'm interested in this guy. Oh, maybe, maybe this is a good one because I liked Ron Paul and I would have liked to have voted for Ron Paul. And then when I heard Bernie talking and I looked him up and I thought, oh, geez, what a, what a piece of shit. But with Trump, I'm like, oh, isn't Tr Donald Trump is a buffoon. I, you know, he was in Home Alone too. I, I never hated Donald Trump, but I always thought he was a joke. 
But hearing him talk, he sounds like he genuinely cares. Because this is the thing. Hillary's whole life, she's been building up to this. There is no ends. There is nothing that she won't do. There is no list of people that... There's no list of people that she won't kill to get to the presidency. With the exception of maybe her Saudi benefactors who I think are going to be coming for her now that she didn't deliver. We'll find out come December 20th when the electors vote. And if Hillary doesn't get an office, well, Hillary, I just recommend you stay away from Saudi Arabia. And maybe an American jail cell will be a little safer for you. But if Trump loses, he goes back to his hot wife and his his beautiful family and his billions of dollars and, and his fame. And he does whatever... Donald Trump does. He can go back to playing golf. And, you know, I, I hear th- things about the presidency and how it ages you. Obama, he looks old. When he went into office, he looked, you know, so healthy and youthful. And now he's he's looking like an old man. He looks like Don Cheadle from Avengers 2. He just, he just looks like overnight he hit like 60. But Hillary just, I think that... If she could run through the streets with with whatever kind of machine gun she could have and then just mow down children while goose-stepping and, and, I don't know, wearing babies' shoes for a dollar, that she would do that. Like that angry video game nerd said he's about the uh, DuckTales game, no matter how much money you have, it's always worth killing someone with a cane for... A little bit more. I believe that Hillary lives her life by that motto, except exchange money for power. She clearly gets off on having power, but she hasn't driven a car in decades. People have been driving her around. She wants to be the queen. Where I do think a Trump versus Hillary presidency, you have Trump, who, if he does things that are retarded, checks and balances will keep him in order where I think Hillary will find a way to supersede that, and she doesn't like that there are potential limits to her power. So, yeah, she fucking tried to steal the election. She failed. And the arrogant Democrats who said, oh, it's going to be a landslide, there's a 1% chance of Donald Trump winning. They were not ready for people that were tired of being told they're fucking racist, because that was the bottom line. People said, I'm not a fucking racist, and I'm not being guilted into voting for this bitch. Hillary's a piece of shit. I'm voting for Trump. You know, there were some people that said, I'm voting for retard. I mean, Gary Johnson. And there were some people that said, I'm voting for commie. I mean, Jill Stein. But all in all, more people voted for Hillary, but a higher percentage of states voted for Trump. And I don't think it's fair that California and New York would get to decide the election. So you pretty much take them out of the equation and then Trump wins in a landslide, like a huge landslide. So Steven Crowder, who's my favorite human being on the planet next to Jim 81, Jim, internet aristocrat, Mr. Medicare, that's right. And he was just talking about voting demographics because I was a a militant, liberal, angry, unreasonable piece of shit for too long. And then after a while, I got tired of 
trying to be friends with the people that told me I was a piece of shit. Oh, you cishet white male. Uh, blah, shut up. You know, it's my turn to talk. Well, it's always been your turn. Don't I get to talk? Shut up. You don't get to talk. And then after, you know, five years of that, you start to think, yeah, I don't really want to do that. So that that was me. I, about, about the time of Obama's first term, I was, if you're a conservative, you're a fucking racist, a sexist, a, a warmonger. And then you look into the history of the Republican Party, and there are some far less horrible things that happened in America under Republican presidents than Democrats. But modern academia teaches you, all oh, these Republicans, all this blah, blah, blah. They don't teach you how bad the Democratic presidencies actually were. They tell you, oh, FDR got us out of the Great Depression. Actually, FDR pretty much caused the Great Depression. Yes, you know, Hoovervilles, oh, the Depression. Yeah, the, we were in a depression under Hoover. FDR made it great because he said, hey, let's let's destroy livestock so farmers can charge more. That way farmers will make more money and then they can get more money in the economy. It, that, that was what they did. And FDR is a dumbass. What ended the Great Depression was technically Truman getting out of the war. So there's that for you. But back to Crowder, he was saying getting the, the demographics up for the millennials. He was saying just get the, the, you know, the 18 to 29, get it up to 40%. Because honestly, I never met a Hillary supporter until I started talking to millennial strangers. Like, oh, I'm voting for Hillary. I don't really want to, but oh my God, Trump, that guy's so blah, blah, blah. Just every name. Not, not Trump's policy on this is unrealistic, except for the wall. That's the only one. Oh, the wall will never work. And that's coming from the same people that says, yeah, everyone deserves free college and free health care and minimum wage should be $15 an hour, you know, across the board. Everyone that says that thinks the wall is economically impractical. <laughs> what do I know? I'm just a doctor. Because I think it is interesting if you did get that millennial 40% to Republican, yeah, you wouldn't lose another election, but... It's pretty hard to get it that high, and I'm not going to sit here right now and call Steven Crowder an idiot and say that's impossible. I'm just saying that statistically students vote the way of their professors, and the professors are liberal because schools are federally backed. So the more backing from the government, the more money the teachers get. Or Because, you know, when, you, when schools get... Uh, an increase in funds. It goes into the general fund, and that can be used for anything. That's not, we need more gym shorts. Put it into the gym short fund. You know, it goes in the general fund, and then can we take some of this for gym shorts? Ah, oh, sure, go ahead. I just got back from my Hawaiian vacation anyway. Oh, well, well, we just bought some iPads for these inner city school kids. Yeah, so no shit, they're liberal. They're liberal because this is their livelihood. I don't even know if professors actually believe in liberalism. At this point, I don't even know if politicians believe in liberalism. The people that believe in liberalism are the bottom of the barrel and college students. The bottom of the barrel because they're getting welfare. And look, if you're a felon, it's really hard to get hired and re-enter society. I... I understand. I, I don't sympathize with you. I just understand. You, you've you chosen to commit your crime. And if you got busted for having cocaine on you and then they gave you with intent to sell and then you just bought it for your friend's bachelor party, 
that sucks. Yeah, I, you got some leeway for my sympathy with you. But you know what? You, you break the law. That's the risk that you take. I don't think that a, 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 a Ralph's or an Albertson's you go, oh, yeah, well, we would hire you as the guy that pushes the carts around, but you had cocaine on you one time. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Well, that sucks. But if you commit a violent crime or something, something pretty heinous, Eh, you kind of forfeit your right to be respected by society. As, as, as far as employers that are hiring people that will help their business. You know, if your neighbors treat you like shit, that sucks. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna treat you like a human being, but if I run a business and you stab someone once, I don't really want you around customers. Honestly, I don't want you around me, but I'll smile, hello, how are you? But, you know, that's me. I, I'm not going to tell other people how to think. But, oh my God, I got so sidetracked. Crowder, you're the best. And you think, so if you get these numbers up to 40%, and th this is a small number, 18 to 29 up to 40%, you won't lose another election. But my, my problem with that is, is that, God, I've been going for a while. <coughs> the problem with that is that it's so hard to get young people out of that mindset. Like, I have a friend, he said, I want to vote for Trump, but Republicans are scary. This is a guy that claims he's a libertarian, but was a diehard Bernie Sanders supporter. He sent money to Bernie Sanders. This is a guy that says he's a libertarian because that's so hip and trendy. Now, he's a fucking liberal, and then he, he wants to be a libertarian probably because some people that he likes in the media are libertarian. Oh, I'm libertarian. Yeah, I, blah, 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 blah. If you're a libertarian, you say, fuck the welfare state. Fuck liberals. Fuck Democrats. Republicans aren't perfect, but I'd rather have less taxes than a welfare state. But young kids actually have it ingrained in their mind. And I don't, when I say young kids, I, I do mean 20-something-year-olds. Because I know a guy that, and multiple people have said this to me, but I had a conversation with him because he was trying to say like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Republicans, yeah, they're so good, those people are pieces of shit, yeah, yeah, there's nothing good about them. And he said, well, Republicans are more openly racist than Democrats. And then, you know what, Bob, who I'll be getting to in a little bit, Bob has also said that to me. Name an openly racist Republican other than David Duke. Now you got Harry Reid on the Dem side. You had Robert Byrd, Al Gore Sr., Hillary Clinton. Yeah, Barack Obama, he fucking hates whites. Bernie Sanders hates whites too. White people, you don't know what it's like to be poor, you fucking pieces of shit. I mean, I don't honestly think Bernie Sanders is a racist. I think he's just an opportunistic scumbag. But I do believe Harry Reid is a racist and Robert Byrd. Every Democrat that believes in the welfare state, like black people are too fucking stupid to make it on their own, I think that's racist. I think a black person can get a job. I think they can work their way up. I think they can do it just as well as a white person. I think black people can be doctors. I think they can be lawyers. It's, it's racist Democrats that think that they need their help, they being black people, their being the Democrats. Black people are too dumb to get on without the, the, the saviors, the Democrats. They, I, I don't know how these Democrats see these black people. Do they see them as 
like how the black people were portrayed in the original Birth of a Nation. They're like, hi, Bowser, how is you doing today? Oh, I was just shining the shoes. Could I get that for you, Bob? Oh, no, I'll see you on the way back. Is that how they see black people? I, I, I don't understand that this, oh, you're against welfare. You just hate black people. Uh, you know, white people are on welfare, too. It predominantly affects black people. I mean, if you go per capita, probably more black people are on welfare than white people. I mean, uh, just number to number, yeah, there's more white people on welfare because there's more white people in the U.S. But that's about it. So I only have a few more minutes left. And just to, to, to finish it off, Crowder, I agree. Get it to 40% and we'll never lose another election. But the problem is, when the academias are so so biased, these institutions, middle school, high school, and college, they, they're they pretty much teaching these, even elementary school. One of my friends, I have a bunch of friends that are teachers. One of my friends was telling me, they're, I don't know if this is true or not. This is a guy who, 50-50 um, that it's true, but they were teaching kids, if your parents don't like Barack Obama, it's just because they're racist. I don't like Obama because I think his foreign policy is garbage. He's killed a bunch of innocent people and it seems like he's done that to satisfy his Saudi benefactors. And he's the ultimate divider. He really just hates Americans and he hates white people and he treats black people like they're fucking wrapped in Teflon. Like, oh, I got to handle you with kick gloves. You're, you're, you're children. That's why I like him. Or sorry, that's why I don't like him. Obama could be any color and he, he'd be just as big of a piece of shit. So I'm going to end this with uh, This Week in Bob. And this is where I'm going to tie it all together. As Bob is a gentleman, he's a baby boomer. I think that's the thing to point out the most. And Bob is a baby boomer. He goes to my gym. We, we talk politics. He's, he calls himself a liberal. He calls himself a socialist. And he doesn't believe in taxes. And he doesn't understand. This is not me putting words in his mouth. These are his quotes. He doesn't understand how a socialist country would tax its people. It seems like they would just provide jobs and everyone would just work to better themselves. That's what he thinks socialism is. Bob thinks socialism is the Star Trek economy. Getting that out of the way, this week in Bob, Bob and I were talking about electoral college. Now, Bob says it should be one man, one vote. He doesn't like Hillary Clinton. He voted for Jill Stein. And uh, Bob said the whole time he didn't like Trump, except today he... Or no, sorry, he did like Trump, except today he said he didn't like Trump because he, he thinks that all Republicans are bad and he would have voted for Trump if he ran as a Democrat. So Bob, Bob's got the Down syndrome, apparently. And he was saying... One man, one vote. He doesn't believe that four or five states should decide the election. And I said, Bob, I agree with you. That's why the Electoral College is protecting the minority. Because I don't think California and New York should decide the entire election. What, 20% of Hillary's votes came from from California or something, or maybe it was California and New York was 20%. But that's a huge number. Those states were incredibly left-leaning. And this is the problem with one man, one vote. 
for 12 months, and if you still believe all the racist, sexist, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, all those things about Trump, if you believe that, you're retarded. Okay? Illegal immigrants. That could be anyone. That's, that's Canada included. Honduras, whatever. Doesn't have to be Mexican. They're coming from Mexico. Yeah, it is disproportionate. Oh, he hates Muslims. Uh, he wants to vet Muslims from countries where they have terrorist activities. I'm sorry, he's not going to vet Muslims that are coming over from Australia. That, these are people that we don't know who they are, and he wants to vet them. Oh, he's homophobic. He gave a huge speech about how he said he wants to, to protect the LGBTQ apostrophe N community from radical Islam because honestly, that's the only thing that is threatening gay people right now. Radical Islam. Well, Christians don't want you to get married. Well, it's a biblical thing. Find another way to spend your life with someone else. You don't have to get married you don't. You can if you want. But the thing is, for 12 months, they just said Trump's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a piece of shit. So people are getting their info from that. I don't think the average Joe does his research. I think people that vote with their welfare checks aren't going to look into it. When Hillary's saying things like, I got you, POC crowd, uh, the rich is going to pay for it. I mean, if you're dirt poor, I don't believe anyone with a decent family life can stay dirt poor. You, you can get some help. You can go anywhere else. You, you can apply for some kind of subsidies where you can get some kind of school or training. Look, it was $700. It took me six months to get a personal training certificate. And that's from a good program. It lasts for two years. Whatever. In two years, you can build up a clientele. You, you, can, you can start your job at a gym making $25 an hour, $20 an hour, whatever. Minimum $15 an hour. That's better than nothing. There's your $15 an hour. It costs $700. No one stays at the bottom. So the people at the bottom, they're hearing, oh, oh, Trump is racist and sexist. I don't want him. And then you have these college students. Oh, oh, oh Trump's racist and sexist. If I say that I'm not that, then the, the girl will have sex with me. And then I, and the, the, the girls are saying, well, he's racist and sexist. My woman studies professor told me that that's the worst someone can be. And then you just have this chain of misinformation that spreads through Twitter and Facebook. And you have people that they're not friends with enough conservatives that care. Most conservatives are nine to fives. They have Facebook to look at pictures of their cousin's new baby. That's it. These, these are the people they're working. They're not spreading articles about why Hillary's a piece of shit, why Bernie's a liar, why Trump is the best choice. Trump's not perfect. He's a human being. But at least he's not the establishment. So one man, one vote. I disagree with it as it stands currently. But when we get to a point in America where journalists do their job and people are smart enough and care enough to do their research 
Until we get to that point, America, electoral college is the best system we got. 